because he's Joey. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, it's episode 12. <laughs> 12, the golden dozen. Yeah. Love Next it. one will be very lucky 13. Oh, no we doubt. Better, we better take all kinds of precautions for that one, my friend. <laughs> See, we really? think the internet's going to just break down. Which is usually uh, how it goes. Although in, in Chicago, again, this weekend, uh, 20 shot four fatally. So as the temperatures Whoa! come down, yeah. Uh, as the temperatures come down, more people stay inside. So I guess there uh, are less shootings unless you want to shoot your friends and family members, which a lot of people do, I guess, when the holidays yeah. roll around. <laughs> how is everything in beautiful California? I saw your governor has been found. So, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Or, or is that bad? Yeah. Well, he came out of the uh, he came out of the woodwork as as we knew he would. I I think he was I think he was uh, I think he was uh, hiding out for a while myself. And you know, but he's who, who's to dispute that? So the official story was what that he got the COVID booster and a flu shot at the same time, and basically was not feeling well for a couple of weeks. Surprise! No, no, that was the rumor. That oh. was never. That was not the official story at all. No, no, no. He was tip top. You know, <clears throat> nothing. If the official story, the official story. Think about this. That chooch, you know, has been on the uh, the climate uh, disaster bandwagon for forever. And this is how how their 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 lines of bullshit just. They don't. It's not like they even they don't pencil out. They're not even in the same room or zip code. Um, his claim was that, you know, I know, I know I should be at the, the cop 26 summit and so forth, but it was Halloween and I want to, I just, you know, I want to put on my pirate costume and trick or treat with my kids <laughs> because, because remember Darren, he, he, who knows, who knows when Halloween will come each year. It's always a surprise. <laughs> so you can't, it's not like you can plan for that. Right. And then the cop 26. I mean, there's no way you don't think he made any like travel arrangements months in advance, got invitation, all that shit. No, no, it's just it's just sort of like popped up. I'm sure so. he doesn't fly in a private jet. I mean, he's not one of those guys. Oh, I wouldn't. I'd be shocked if he didn't. <laughs> he's loaded. You know, he's an elite. You would have so. thought he could have hopped on a plane. Didn't Leo DiCaprio? I mean, there's a lot of those people from. Yes. That uh, that would be. uh the California native types from uh, Hollywood yes. that I'm sure were a part of that. But I saw an article which somebody posted onto that Larry shows Facebook group. Okay. Which was from uh, the Smithsonian magazine mm-hmm. and the headline climate change may cause increased rates of heart defects in yes. babies. I saw that. And yeah. this is going so far. It is absolutely ridiculous. So the concept is that 
the planet's warming up and they're like, well, this is going to be very prevalent, especially in the Midwest where I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's always been really warm in the summer, mm-hmm. really cold in the winter. The climate change we're talking for a place like Chicago, which is right in the middle of the Midwest, is like a degree or two. Mm-hmm. This isn't like the temperatures are going up 20 degrees. What we would normally have 90 degrees in the summer. It's now going to be a hundred. No, it's like a couple of degrees. Yeah. And this concept that being exposed to more heat is going to cause birth defects. And they're like, oh, 7,000 additional cases over whatever time period. You know what's sure. causing women? Or I, I mean, I, this, that's, uh, how horrible to say only women could have children. I know that's. That's a that's a gender Please. sin right now, but yes, it is. women that live in the Midwest might actually be exposed to a lot more heat now that they can't afford the air conditioning. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks to closing the pipeline. Thanks for all the prices going up by 50, 100 percent over the last 10 months. You want to talk about being exposed to heat? The reason's going to be because they can't afford the electricity now. To run the air conditioning so if it's really going to cause more birth defects women being exposed to more heat then joe biden's killing kids now you're talking <laughs> no i'm talking to you this is your language i'm sorry am i stepping on <laughs> this is like kind of this is a that larry show coming out but i'm like this is Joey. ridiculous yeah it's it's all you know it's all ludicrous it really is it is definitely a clown world yeah, the yeah. lengths they'll go is is anything. anything they will sling any bullshit, and and the masses will gobble it. That's the real kicker. Like, yeah, and they'll turn say, around the and be like, "Oh, how horrible! Ooh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! OMG!" <laughs> and then, you're right. They buy it. They, they buy it. hook, line, and sinker. Nobody sure. even tries right. to look at things logically. No. All of these issues have multiple moving parts most of the time, and you can't just look at a very small. So you have to look at the big picture, which would make more sense. But we're living in a world right before we went live. I saw a link from your buddy's YouTube channel, which is the uh, Rekaita Law. They're not hot shit. They fucking pulled a plug on him. Yeah, Yeah. a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's, Nick's become massive. He had like, I think he had like 70,000 people on that live stream with him. Yeah. He's, he's really, he, I mean, holy God bless him. And he deserves every bit of success he's, he's enjoying. And it, his wasn't the only channel. I guess there were a slew of channels on YouTube covering the Rittenhouse closing arguments. And I believe yeah. from what I've heard, because I don't know what source they were using to pull this in. And, I think these feeds are being put out there in a way for all sorts of media to share. This isn't like you're playing Taylor Swift's new copyrighted record or something. This mm-hmm. is a live coverage of a trial right. that I believe they have the rights to use while they're doing their live streaming. But from what I understand from the way YouTube works, is that if they get enough pings for people saying well this is this is bad or whatever then they will take the channel down while they investigate so all it really takes is having a dedicated group of people that want to stop this content from being shown yep Yep. 
whether it's a legitimate claim or not, those claims aren't investigated before they take the streams down. Right. They just yanked them. So I believe that's probably what happened here. And I don't really understand what this is getting those people, because this is going to be public record. It's not like what happened in this courtroom is going to be hard to find. Yeah. Well, they don't care. And, you know, and I'm sure what you're saying is true. But on the other hand, look at what YouTube is doing with um, distorting the, uh, the thumbs down votes for just about every Joey video. Right. They're screwing with that. They're, you know, they're, they're amending those numbers. They're turning back the clocks for those. They've been, I, I, huh? Yeah, they've been doing this kind of stuff with other things as well. This is the problem with social media and these ranking systems Mm -hmm. is that no matter what you try to do, people are going to screw with them. So, I mean, that you can't get around that part. This concept that you can have a legitimately run rating or ranking system for, you know, especially things like YouTube, where the higher you're ranked, the more money you make and you have competitors you know they have dedicated groups of people that are doing nothing but trying to raise up certain groups and then bring down the others so if you're a big youtuber you can hire a bunch of people in you know whatever country you want india wherever the wherever the uh rates are cheap enough to buy a bot farm Mm. to just go and try to screw with this stuff but they're going the extra mile with this biden stuff this let's go brandon stuff somebody asked Jen Psaki about this. And she's like, well, the president doesn't really worry about such things. It's like, well, maybe you should. <laughs> maybe you should, because he did run on the whole concept that he wanted to unite people. But I haven't seen Joe try to actually unite people. It's nice to say I want to unite both sides. But then you go in and slam one side of a policy in and say, screw everybody else. Well, that's not uniting people. Yeah. What has Joe done? to unite anybody i don't uh, think anything well you know he and hunter are tighter than ever <laughs> I, I, right you know I, there's going to be investigations probably after he's out of office but oh no i don't think so the concept think- that they have shared things like bank accounts it's like that's not good yeah that is not good that well, is, what's really scary is this: the kid, the the Ashley Biden diary, yes, and the uh, and the FBI, you know, the Federal Bureau of Intimidation, kicking in uh, that dude's door at uh, five in the morning. Yeah, from Project Veritas. You know, I don't understand. I want someone to explain this to me. You know, when I was a kid, the FBI was for bank robberies, kidnapping, and uh, counterfeiters. Basically, that was all they were supposed to give a shit about. What the fuck does her diary have to do with the FBI? I don't know. Unless it was a crime that happened across state lines, maybe, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's or I think we're just getting to the point where a lot of these things are. Well, there's a federal interest, whatever that may or may not mean. I don't think it's the first time in history that a three letter government agency has been weaponized against people that it shouldn't have been. but. This seems pretty obvious. Sure does. It seemed pretty obvious what was going on in the FBI against a sitting president and Donald Trump when that was all going on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a huge breakdown 
of this country. A lot of people don't pay attention, but it's a huge breakdown of this country mm-hmm. when something like the FBI is falling into things that they are and yeah. investigating things that they shouldn't. We're seeing now a lot more evidence coming out about the Steele dossier, which was the basis of almost everything that happened to right. Donald Trump for those years before COVID hit with the Russian collusion stuff. But it's amazing. These networks like CNN and MSNBC that covered it 24 seven. Now that it's been debunked, they're not really talking about it. Nope. And that says everything. retractions. No, none. <laughs> yeah. No retractions. And as you said, these social media sites, that are going so far. There was a story that Peloton, you know, that company that makes the exercise equipment, Mm -hmm. I guess. And I don't know if this was something that was new once the like COVID started for them to try to get people more uh, connected or whatever it was, but I guess they have a system where you could use hashtags on your Peloton bike or treadmill or whatever it is to join different groups, which is just weird that everything we own now seems to have an online component to it, whether it really needs it or not. Mm. I don't know if we need to be connected while we're on our exercise machine, but they had a thing where people could put in hashtags and then find like-minded people, I guess to do, you know, if you're going to go on a, you know, simulated run or bike and you want to compete against people, they would use the hashtags. Well, The let's go Brandon hashtag showed up and was uh, pretty quickly banned because it it did not meet their guidelines for a, for a hashtag, which, okay. What are your guidelines for a hashtag? It seems a little strange. I mean, they talked about, okay, there were some things, other things that were banned, like stop the steal and Trump won that I kind of understand. If you're a company that's like, hey, look, we don't want any of this to be political. We just want people to exercise and we want people this. We want everything to be positive here. So we're avoiding all political stuff. That would make sense. But they did allow stuff like hashtag impeach Biden, hashtag women for Trump. Uh, They said Black Lives Matter. The hashtag had over a quarter million members while hashtag all lives matter. Well, that was banned because, of course, that didn't fit with their yeah. system, but Black Lives Matter did. So I, I don't know. Peloton. Well, I guess Peloton over. got their ears pinned back. Was it last year? The year? Maybe it was the year. I think it was last year. They were hawking that shit. They had videos and there was some kind of complaint about it was some it was something that some the, the feminists had some complaint like the chick. Maybe it was a gift from the boyfriend or the husband. And, <laughs> no, that's right. We can buy our own Peloton. We didn't get a gift from you. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and so uh, obviously they, you know, they uh, stuck their heads up their asses and said, we're going to behave and be woke and probably. And so fuck Peloton. It's like a walk around a block. You really don't need a Peloton. Right. But. I mean, I get it. It's, <laughs> when it hits like 30 degrees, like it is in Chicago, I understand why you might want to do that inside, but you don't need to be connected And they did go through a thing within like the last year where uh, kids or pets were injured because the they were getting too close to a moving treadmill. And I hate to tell Mm. you the way treadmills are, just keep your kids and pets away from them because they're dangerous machines. It doesn't mean 
True. That you should ban them. It's like, well, then we have to ban power drills because you can do a lot of damage with a power drill. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like maybe you have done major damage with a power drill. (laughs) That's a handy implement. Uh, It's the risk averse society. Are we getting that far down the line? We're already there, Darren. Are you kidding? We're already there. Please. People just want to hide inside. Safety first. Safety first. Safety, safety, safety. All this stuff, it really is, is absolutely insane. I mean, San Francisco, I saw now another Walgreens closing this time, not because they're being robbed to the hilt, but Mm. because of a rat infestation. I mean, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, that must be the one in Sacramento. It's probably next to City Hall. It could be. Could very well be. I did see the, uh, as part of that article, Orkin listed their top rat infested cities in the United States. Chicago, number one. Really? I was surprised. I would have thought New York, but uh, no, Chicago's number one. And then Mm. Los Angeles, then New York, then Washington, D.C. So uh, then San Francisco. That's so funny because uh, a listener sent me an email that I just answered this morning, late as usual. Um, and he said, uh, you know, when you lived in New York, was it this awful? And he had these, all these pictures of, you know, the, 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 the garbage bags piled 15 feet high in Manhattan. I said, yeah, you know, the, um, because the, every, every, you know, decent job in New York is unionized. So every couple, three years, the garbage men would go on strike and then the fucking trash would pile up, uh, you know, that high above your head, literally. And I said to the guy, I remember one time being in a, you know, it might have been Third Avenue, it wasn't Park, it was either Third or Lexington Avenue, um, you know, not too late in the evening. And I, I, had there been an explosion, something, maybe there had been an explosion, a backfire, or whatever. But suddenly, Darren, there was a stampede down that street. I'm not talking hundreds, I'm talking thousands of rats. <laughs> wow. Like out of a okay, horror movie. Like, it was like a horror movie. Like their fucking street was paved with rats. It was incredible. And this was New York City, you know, uh, back in the day. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm some shocked. They, they, they better get on the stick and get back to being number one. Because I remember at that time, <laughs> um, the problem was so bad. Some guy, you know, how they figure such shit out. They probably just pulled this out of their ass. But they claimed that there were um, eight to ten rats in the city of New York for every human being. And at that time, there were eight million, eight million people there. Wow. So. That is, uh, that makes it hard to run a restaurant or a grocery yeah. store. <laughs> yeah. Cause they show up. I mean, that is a big part of that industry. I mean, I have friends that own restaurants and that's a big part of their uh, monthly bill is, uh, oh, you gotta yeah. have hell yeah. pest control. Mm. Cause there's nothing worse than, uh, oh. that. <laughs> that'll ruin a restaurant as quick as anything. And I can only imagine yeah. in Walgreens that the rats have just taken over. Wow, I can, yeah, it's it's terrible, but it is what it is. But you know, Pete is never pissed about the rat stuff, are they? I never understand it. Rats, rats are extremely smart animals. I mean, they really are, and uh, they don't mind them uh, being, uh, you know, exterminated. I don't get that. Why is that? They're, well, as everything with the left, there's people have to be treated differently. Animals have to be treated differently. There you go. Even though they claim. To be the ones that are behind the equality, they continue to push divisive things. This new spending bill, yay, like $1.2 trillion, but the uh, 
you know, the, the government entity that says what things like really cost, you know, uh, hmm. there's a lot hidden in this, I guess, which they're saying this could balloon up to two or three trillion just on things that are hidden in there. So, I mean, we know yeah. inflation, though. I mean, this is you know, like they say with computer issues. Sometimes people are like, well, no, no, that's not a bug. That's a feature. You know, that's what Microsoft, right. that's what they turn into when something bad goes. No, no, it, we meant for it to do that. That's what the Democrats, that's what the talking heads on NBC are saying when it comes to inflation. And we're seeing this now in drastic proportion. They're saying this is the highest inflation in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Anybody, as I think we've talked about in the last few episodes, anybody that buys gasoline or goes to a grocery store has seen this, but this is how it's being spun by Stephanie Rule on NBC. Well, listen, Willie, nobody knows exactly when they're going down, but you have to put all this in perspective. This inflation is not in isolation. And the government predicted it was going to be a challenging recovery, recovery all tied to COVID. So it's why you see things like that expanded child tax credit. Let's just see now. Everything's tied to COVID. Everything. Because COVID. The inflation, right. Due to COVID, although the inflation didn't start, until biden got into office it's amazing that trump was around for over a year of covid yes indeed and inflation didn't start gas prices didn't spike it's amazing that's something but i mean i guess we're just missing something yeah you've got the families of over 60 million kids on average getting 430 dollars a month for people on fixed incomes older people on social security they're getting those fixed payments adjusted next year up 5.9 percent for inflation so okay so now she also thinks it's good that there's just a lot of people getting free money from the government what's this asshole's name again hey did i just call somebody (laughs) an asshole yes i did what's that asshole's name stephanie rule stephanie rules an asshole and she's pushing this but it gets even better because you know there's there's something about americans when it comes to prices going up that she feels that i think most people may disagree with and the dirty little secret here, Willie, while nobody Ooh. likes to pay more, on average, we have the money to do so. That's the dirty little secret, Larry. That's the dirty. I see everybody's loaded. Everybody's got a secret stash. Says Stephanie, what an asshole. Did I say she was an asshole? Yeah. She's an asshole. We have the money to pay for all. You know, everything's going up massively. But, you know, yeah. we can afford it. Everybody has money. Everybody's like, got. Yeah, everybody's got that secret stash that mattress full of cash yeah so you get a 5.9 percent increase but inflation's running what 10 15 20 percent yeah okay okay honey okay listen stephanie stepho go make some coffee and bake some cookies that's your job do that we don't want to talk about how many people are living paycheck to paycheck this concept and this comes up i think a little bit uh right about here in her quote talking about oh well you know people have savings it's like i don't know everything i've seen especially since covid started because this is shedding a lot of light on this which is you know what about all these people that are out of work how long can they go without having to work and it seems like a majority of people i'm sure there are 20 to 30 percent would be my guess who are very responsible no matter what their income level is that save money that have savings that invest that maybe have a food stash or something. So if you're out of work for a year, you at least don't starve. But 
as far as I can tell, it is a majority of people who don't save, who are in credit card debt, who don't have the resources. So this kind of reaction to this, which is, you know, the dirty little secret, even calling it that is ridiculous. The dirty little secret is, you know, Larry, they can afford it. Everybody, everybody's got that secret stash. According to Stephanie, because she'd know. She'd know. That's yeah. why maybe so many people are getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> people are looking for that secret stash. I don't know. God. Household savings hit a record high over the pandemic. We didn't really have anywhere to go. Really? Okay. Where are those stats? Household where are those stats? Savings. Record yeah. high. Yeah, sure. I don't buy that. Yeah. I bet she studied under Krugman or something. I bet you. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably record high over the pandemic. We didn't really have anywhere to go out and spend. And as we said a moment ago, we're expecting retail sales this holiday season to break records for the. Okay, so now we're talking about what we expect this holiday season. How do you know? You guys can't predict anything, right? Record spending, they say. But I don't know how you're going to have record spending. There's already talk of things being out of stock that just aren't going to be back in stock. But uh, I guess records record spending may mean, you know, that uh, thing you used to spend twenty dollars on. Well, that's going to be a thousand dollars now. So it is going to be record spending. Why can't the supply chain of uh, airheaded uh, talking heads like her be cut off? Why can't they be on barges uh, out off uh, Long Beach? If we could ship them out, maybe we can bring more stuff in. Yeah, that's what we need. We need a breakdown in that supply chain. I'm I'm behind that one (laughs) on their homes. The value of our homes are up. And while the stock market isn't the economy, you got over half of American households with some investment in the markets. Okay, I don't buy that either. Bullshit. Yeah. You know what she's saying? That that would be like, uh, you know, anybody that's got a little, you know, 401k or some some, probably some sort of passive thing that maybe an employer is doing. You know, no, that's it. That's an absolute, you know, bullshit statistic. She's quoting there. No, 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 no. Most people do not invest in it. Also, you're setting the bar so low there. I can have $20 in Amazon stock or whatever. And that's you're you're invested. Right. Somebody's got 16 bucks worth of Dogecoin. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's there's an investor. Yeah. Going to the moon, Larry, to the moon, to the moon, baby. And the markets have hit record highs. So we need to put all of this in perspective. This time last year, when you and I were talking, Willie, nobody had a vaccine. Now, 200 million Americans do. And we're seeing this push of demand. And that's pushing up pricing. That's a good look at it. In the meantime, it is brutal filling up your tank of gas. Well, at least Willie knows. It's it's brutal filling up your tank. Yes. But yes, we have a vaccine now. That's why people are buying. That's why prices are going up, Larry. It's supply and demand. And all of a sudden there's a lot of demand. So and there's a little supply. So the prices, of course, are going up. This this shows you how healthy this country is and how healthy the economy is. Yeah. Uh, It's it's it makes my brain hurt. Yeah. It really yeah. does make my brain hurt. But OK, that was just an idiot talking head on NBC. Right. Let's go to one of Joe Biden's economic advisors. Oh, boy. Brian Deese about what he thinks about what is going on with inflation. So what can Americans expect in the short term? Is This is a Stephanopoulos interviewing him. Is inflation going to get worse before it gets better? Is there anything President Biden can do in the short term? Okay, so the question again, is there anything Joe Biden can do in the short term to help 
with inflation. We're focused on how to address this in the short term and the medium term, George. In the short term, number one, we have to finish the job on COVID. So (laughs) we're talking about inflation and this guy answers with COVID, but it's not just COVID. And he's going to finish, finish the, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's yeah. going to finish the job on COVID. Yes. Really? That's rich. Joey's going to finish the job. You're going to finish it. That Joey, that one, that boxing Helena there, he's going to knock that thing right to the canvas. It's never going to get up again because he's Joey. But again, <laughs> this is what is key to the short term inflation. Not only is it just dealing with COVID, but a very specific part of COVID. Finish the job on COVID. We know that the more that people feel comfortable getting out into the economy, going to movies rather than buying a television at home. Okay. Also, going to the movies and buying a television is not really a good analog. No, not a good analog and a really shitty economic indicator because sorry, Brian, Brian, sorry, cupcake. The movies really aren't a big industry. You may think otherwise, but they're not. Maybe 50, 70 billion all in. That's chicken shit. And when's the last time you said, hey, honey, you want to go to a movie or buy a TV? Yeah. (laughs) Happens all the time. I'm sure. What an idiot. But it's even worse. Working in the workplace, the more we can return a sense of normalcy to our economy. Getting those shots out for five to 11 year olds is going to provide a lot of comfort to American families. We're making a lot of progress on that front. So getting vaccines to children is what's going to save the economy economy and bring inflation down yes 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 that's that's a cause because effect. every five-year-old's dragging ass down to uh circuit city for a you know 78 inch visio aren't they somebody's gonna have to explain cause and effect of this one hmm. getting children vaccinated is going to help with the cost of things in the country yeah. hmm. it's going to help with inflation somehow this yeah. isn't just a talking head this is somebody that Biden appointed as an economic advisor. Mm-hmm. When asked about a very specific economic thing, he said kids need to get the jab. Right. Which is insane. As somebody who had gotten the jab and believe the jab helps a lot of people, the kids thing? No, that's different. Adults no. and kids, when it comes to this thing, way different. <laughs> I just don't understand this, but. I understand. I guess, you know, maybe the drugs have to be sold. I don't know who's getting paid for what, but there are side effects and kids overall do not get very ill from getting COVID, which the concept of, uh, you know, the old uh, chicken pox parties or measles parties, you know, they used to do where all the kids, let's make sure, sure. all everybody in the neighborhood gets it so they can just get over it. Right. To me, that makes way more sense than having them injected with right. something but eh, i don't know this is when this is somebody biden trust well you know the thing is that here's just you know as far as again you know circle to use jen pisaki's term circle back <laughs> to joey and her all of these chooches i uh i didn't get vaccinated for mumps and chicken pox and measles and german measles because i just got them wait and you're and still alive and not only am I still alive, you know, those things used to come around in waves. You know, they would come back, uh, you know, there'd be another outbreak, whatever. And I, you know, I would sit next to kids in school who were, you know, they're, they're, they looked like a squirrel with their, with their mump cheeks, you know. <laughs> and guess what? My 
fucking natural immunity protected me. I didn't have to wear a mask. I didn't have to worry about shit. I was bulletproof. How about that? Yes. (laughs) No, that's why are you denying science? Yeah. Why should I just having lived through it? More workplaces COVID free. Okay. So also getting workplaces COVID free. It's like, this is a virus that is probably never going to be eradicated. Correct. It is never going away. So setting a goal of anything being COVID free, not realistic. Right. Is going to make uh, more Americans comfortable getting back into the labor market as well. So that's it. Do you think that's what's really keeping people from getting back into the labor market, Larry? Like, well, you know what? If my workplace could just be COVID free, I would jump back in. I don't buy that. Yeah. I don't buy it. It's this is just a time in history where people don't want to take lower paying jobs. And I get that. I mean, if you can get a higher paying job, that's always what people want to do. 95% of the time, unless the conditions are horrible and you're like, okay, I don't want to deal with that. I'll make a little less money. But again, I know a guy that owns a couple of restaurants and getting employees that want to work. You can't. Yeah, it's impossible. And the working conditions are pretty damn good. And it's just, well, you know, I could sit at home and still keep collecting money or I don't know how people are making ends meet. There has to be something going on. I mean, I don't know. People are just robbing, I guess. This is kind of the uh, going back to things we've talked about with the stores. You could as long as it's under nine hundred and whatever dollars, just take it Just take it. Walgreens won't mind. Right. They just will (laughs) shut down and then you won't have a store to go to anymore. But I think that's a lot of it. The one restaurant that we used to go to all the time right down the road here has been looking for people throughout the whole pandemic constantly. Mm-hmm. You're seeing help wanted, help wanted. You're seeing yeah. so many people that are not looking for a job, but they're not in the workforce. And that is a problem when you continue to do these things that are nothing more than government giveaways, because that money has to be generated somewhere. And those programs used to be generated by the hardworking people who were putting money in to these programs for the few unfortunate people who maybe really can't work to have a lifeline. And what this has turned into is a, nah, just don't feel like working. So send me money because I don't have a job. <laughs> it's crazy, but uh, let's, let's hear more about this great economic advisor. The second thing we can do right now is focus on these supply chain issues. Oh, the supply chain issues. You know, right now. Well, wait a minute. Pete, Pete Buttigieg's got that covered, right? I, I, oh, wait I a minute. He's on paternity. Is he back from paternity leave? What is he doing? I think he is back. He's back. Okay. I mean, the supply right. chain issues, again, didn't exist before Biden. So it's interesting that we need to look at those now. Because uh, if, you're looking for yeah. the, if you're looking for the cause of this, it's yeah. the guy that hired you that uh, is the reason. American economy is moving more goods through the economy than we ever have. Okay. Also, don't believe Whoa. that. Whoa. Also, don't Holy believe that. Holy shit. So, I mean, my well. you, you can't get crackers at the grocery store. Wow. But we're moving more things right now than ever before. So, if we're moving more things now than ever before, why are things not in stock? This Staples. guy's an asshole, too. It's mm-hmm. the spin. Yeah. It's the spin, and people see this guy and go, oh. Okay. Okay. Everything's fine. Yale. He must know what he's talking about. <laughs> Joe Biden gave him a job. <laughs> but it's like, I, I really, we're, mo- we're moving more 
through the supply chain right now than ever before. So why are you looking at the supply chain then as a problem? If it's you just said that like five seconds ago, you're looking at the supply chain because it's a problem, but we're moving more through it than we ever so have. It's, so it's not a problem. Because Brian said so. It doesn't seem to. It shouldn't be. If yep. you're actually moving more things through it than you ever have, then it really shouldn't be a problem. But I'm sure he has an answer here somewhere. And yeah. that's creating some challenges. We're working with the ports in L.A. and Long Beach, getting them to go 24-7 and getting right to work in implementing this historic infrastructure bill. Oh, see, the infrastructure bill is going to save the supply chain that is working better than it ever has, but it's a really big problem. Okay, I think I got that part. On Monday, the president will sign this bill into law. It's the first time that a president is actually delivering on a bipartisan infrastructure bill. <laughs> Joe, our savior. Joey. He's going to do God. it. Super Joe. God. And while a number of those pieces will be longer term, there are things that will go into effect right away to try to get money out to help, for example, upgrade our ports, upgrade our airports, upgrade our roads. We're going to work without without delay to get that money working for the American people. So right. it's all about that money. We need more right. money. But the Got supply chain. Because remember, those those ports, you know, when the economy when, when, a year ago, when shelves were overflowing, overflowing with everything you could possibly imagine. You'd be right? like bread and, and eggs, bread and crackers. <laughs> and, you know, now, but some something happened. Something must have happened to the port of L.A. Maybe maybe the Japanese attacked them again. And we weren't seeing, you know, it was a, there was a new Pearl Harbor. And we missed it. And all that shit's rubble because suddenly suddenly the port's no good. It needs to be tuned up and fixed. Huh? Well, we don't want to point to all sorts of different things like closing down the pipeline and why no, gas has gone up. No, no. We don't want to point to California having very strict rules over what kind of trucks can operate mm. in the state. And there was a, another just just like this stuff that was a story on, I believe, MSNBC, which I know you, you know what to expect. That was about the trucking industry. And it was an older black lady who ran a like school to teach people how to drive trucks. And it was a, a black lady talking head that were talking about how horrible the truckers were that, you know, you, you hear racist things on the CB radio. And I'm like, um, how do you know those are truckers? For one, I mean, as far as I know, CB radios can be bought by any moron with like 20 bucks now. So I don't know how they know that the racist people that they're hearing on a CB would be bad, but they're talking about, well, this is an industry dominated by old white guys who mainly voted for Trump. And I'm like, well, wow. that's kind of a generalization, but wow. I mean, I get it. We all make generalizations to make a point, but they showed a graphic then on the screen of what the truckers in america the demographics and i think it was like 18.9 percent were black and and oh. i'm thinking to myself well the black population is like 15 percent so wouldn't that mean they're above average represented sure. in this racist yeah. horrible group of people well i have uh my, my show is very popular with truckers i'm, I'm happy to say a lot of uh a lot of emails and stuff from from guys on the road because they and need something content. I noticed it. 
Well, thank you. I, I Something I noticed in a couple of my last uh, long haul polls were kind of <laughs> really made me scratch my head. And so I asked these guys and what I saw was in, in strange parts of like, you know, Arkansas, Texas, uh, uh, you know, Arizona. You go past a, a truck stop or some little backwater town and five miles before you get there, you're going to see billboards for Indian restaurants. Okay. Indian restaurants. I'm like, what, what, what's going on here? And this is so strange. Guess what? The, a huge, a huge number of American truckers are now from India because it's a, it's a very hard job. It's yes. an extremely hard job to do. The pay scales have plummeted over the years, and it's kind of an entry point to the economic system. And so there's been a, a huge influx of dudes from India who are now driving trucks, and merchants know this, and so they're putting up Indian restaurants to service these guys. I don't know what the number is, but I guarantee it's substantial, probably double digits. And it is a very hard job. That was one of the other things that was mentioned in this MSNBC report was well you know we we need to do something so these these guys can you know be home in in their own beds after their shift and it's like i don't think you understand how long haul trucking works they don't they have no idea <laughs> no idea this isn't you know uh it's a brutal brutal job it really is yes and it can be quite lucrative because it takes skill like well, anything it, else to make it quite it's it's there was there was a time when when it was it kind of was but over the years these these guys have really been to talk about somebody that really used to you i don't know what happened to the teamsters actually i mean jimmy hoff and stuff when he was running that show it was fairly lucrative and guys could support fat families and you know decent style and so forth but um they've uh, from what i've from what my trucker friends have told me um they have uh, the the uh, the big companies have sort of circled the wagons and are now just squeezing these guys horrifically. And uh, it's, it's, it's damn tough to get by. I mean, there are very few truckers that are really doing very well. It's basically, you know, just kind of getting by. And that's a shame because it is a shame. They're needed for, totally. for the economy to work. Totally. Yeah. Nobody ever, nobody ever called those guys, you know, heroes. They, they were delivering the uh, PPEs and syringes and all the shit, you know, out on icy roads and, you know, sleepless and so forth. They funny, the, the truckers were never, ever listed on the hero role. I don't know why, but a lot of them were. No, before Biden took office, they were somehow still getting the groceries to the stores. Somehow, somehow. <laughs> I don't know what changed. Um, yeah. Well, maybe I do. And we can point to exactly where the problem is, although that's why Joey's got to look at it. He's got to look in the mirror so he can find the problem. But we appreciate the truckers that do the job because one, you do people are horrible drivers. Yes, they don't understand that when you cut in front of a truck doing 60 miles an hour and slam on your brakes, truck can't stop. No, people are stupid. Yes, they are. And then the driving. I mean, I'm happy. That I don't work out of the house. My wife tells me stories about the expressways and how oh. bad it's gotten. Yeah. People are crazy. The The pandemic has not made the driving any better. No, it's definitely made it worse. But uh, the other big thing that was been in the news was, of course, the election, you know, the big gubernatorial thing where uh, the Dems took a beating this Loudoun County. Mm -hmm. where uh, the school board uh, what denied 
that a rape happened and covered up a bunch of stuff and then start going after the parents. And there's been multiple stories about the school boards now in different states. One was a kind of a hit list that was found from one of these school board members that had had a private investigator even investigate these parents, had all sorts of information on them. Like, this is getting scary when people are going to this level to try to take down their opponents. And in this case, the opponents concern parents who are just worried about their kids. But I thought some of this was interesting. This is from a Loudoun County, uh, I believe it was a school board meeting kind of a thing, Mm. because the parents got a little bit upset that they were labeled by the county official as an alt-right group, just because, Mm. you know, they were standing up for their children. But there were some concerned parents, and this is what they had to say. If you need me to stop, just yell. I have the privilege of telling you that we are finished collecting signatures for your removal petition. Piper schools army of moms and dads collected over 25,000 signatures over the past six months. So 25,000 signatures. That's pretty big to remove these school board members. Okay. Cause I couldn't, I could, I got, I could understand what she was saying at that point, but the, like when she first started speaking, yeah, the audio was a little, was what a little was she bad. saying there or does it have a bearing? No, it's just that they had gotten a bunch of signatures to oust okay. these people. All right. They sacrificed and spent countless hours away from their families day in and day out. And I also wonder why the audio was so bad because they were speaking into microphones. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. almost like the, you know, county was like, well, let's use the microphone on the camera or something rather mm-hmm. than the microphone mm-hmm. where they're standing. When we yeah. formed Faker Schools, I had no idea what I was getting into. But I knew something had to be done. Someone had to stand up and do the right thing and hold you accountable, and we will continue to do so. I used to think that there was no point in speaking at these meetings, that there was no point in trying to have a voice because you never seemed to listen anyway. But I had it all wrong. It wasn't you who needed to hear our voices. It was all those parents, grandparents, and neighbors listening at home, horrified at your actions and your inactions. You know, I thought that was a great point, if you can understand her there, which was she never thought speaking up at any of these things ever mattered because the group itself just didn't do anything, never made any difference. But in this case, it rallied the neighborhood around this. And this is what's Mm -hmm. finally because, of course, I mean, if you go to a group and complain like, well, the school board sucks, I'm going to go tell the school board they suck. Well, the school board is going to be like, I don't know. We seem to be fine. Nothing yeah. happens. But when you have the whole neighborhood show up and says the school board sucks, then you get a little more, a uh, little more oomph behind it. Mm-hmm. They were the ones who needed to hear us. And they were the ones who signed your petitions. See you in court. See you in court. The race theory is a Marxist philosophy and a cancer that spreads through the vehicles you spent my taxpayer money on. Like second step. You have activist teachers using it to indoctrinate their hate in kids who are at the mercy of their authority. That is child abuse. And you have no right to brainwash children into believing that their skin color supersedes the power of constructive life choices. And we've uncovered your books in our libraries. And they are laced with pedophilia and incest. 
You can't gaslight us into your uh, child grooming cycle battle. You aren't fooling anyone anymore, especially now that you're sitting there doubling down on child rape. It's disgusting. Yeah. Now that I thought was the best parent at this one, which is you're doubling down on the rape of a child saying it didn't happen at first. I don't understand how any of these people still have jobs. I really don't. Yeah. And this is all just being rolled into. Oh, these parents are against critical race theory. They're using Mm -hmm. that kind of as a cover for, well, yeah, the little girl was raped, but you know, there's, we, we don't want to do anything about that. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know the situation in Loudoun County and I suspect, I suspect that the center of it is the strength of the union. I mean, the teachers unions are basically who get presidents elected these days. It used to be, used to be the, the teamsters, the truckers, really. Those guys had a lot of, a lot of clout, but back in the day, but not anymore. And that's all shifted to teachers. So I know that in LA for a fact, um, you know, there were multiple teachers who were, who were, uh, uh, caught molesting students and it took years years for them to be fired very few of them were and so what they do with they for for years they would take put them on you know the equivalent of cops administrative leave right Right. and there was actually there was actually a building um downtown los angeles they nicknamed it was something like pedo hotel and it was a building that the uh, that the union bought or leased. And so these guys had to go somewhere, you know, to collect their paychecks. And they would just go there and sit and, I guess, you know, surf the Internet or read magazines, whatever the fuck they were doing um, in, a, in a building specially set aside just for these creeps. So that's the power of a union. Right. Well, I, that I remember a story like that that I believe was New York City. Same exact thing. Okay. Because, you know, you have tenure, you mm-hmm. can't be fired. So mm-hmm. as long as they kept showing up, that right. was the same thing. It's like, okay, so you have to show up for that normal school day hours. Just go sit in a room. Yeah. As long as you show up, you keep getting a paycheck. So, I mean, I guess it pays to be a pedo. I don't know. Maybe. The fact that this kind of stuff can go on unchecked is a little bit beyond ridiculous although everything going on in the world seems to be a little bit beyond ridiculous at this point and you keep going well you know things sanity has to somehow rise to the top i'm not sure it ever will because you need leaders (laughs) that ship ship has sailed (laughs) so i mean what do you do at that point i mean besides it's like well where you can vote with your feet i guess not all is lost because i do believe There are parts of the United States, usually the rural parts far away from the big cities Mm -hmm. that you can live a normal existence without having to deal with a lot of this. Yeah, I did see a city in I believe it was Northern California, which I thought this was fantastic. I saw this this morning that they are using the same M.O. that your governor Gavin Newsom did to make San Francisco a sanctuary city they're using it to make their city a sanctuary city from all of the mandates all of the vax crap all of this other stuff nice and they're fighting back against the state and they're like while we're doing it's like we'll look at every one of these mandates one by one but we're not going to let any of this stuff just blanket come in 
and be law because our job as politicians is to do what's right for our constituents, which is something that's getting lost, which is a big part of the last few presidential elections was we want to treat the country as a majority rule. Mm -hmm. And a majority of people in the United States live in big cities. And this is the whole reason why the Electoral College was created, because otherwise people that live in the rural areas, because they are sparsely uh, you know, populated, they get screwed. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the same thing, I believe, that we're dealing with, which is, you know, hey, we're a smaller town in California. We're, what's right? And I think that was the exact quote from the whatever he is, mayor of this town that said, what's right? for you know sacramento or la may not be right for our little town right and this is why we have local governments although again people are making that case they want to get rid of local governments and now you know why because sure these small towns have power they want that gone yeah these small towns can push back and you have to support them when they're doing that Mm -hmm. you do you do because otherwise you know we have no freedom that's uh and then there is nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Yeah. I tell you, it's insanity. It is insanity. <laughs> it is insanity. That is why we rage. We do have somebody to thank, an executive producer for today's show. Oh. So let's do that. Now, I'm guessing a no agenda listener, and I have to check, because I don't think the PayPal form has the little thing to leave a note. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you are doing a PayPal donation and want to send a note, send it in to rage at planetrage.show but coming in with $33 is Judy Schwartz thank you Judy Schwartz and that $33 tells me probably a no agenda yes. show listener <laughs> that would be a clue yes <laughs> the magic number we're seeing that number all over the place the uh, low for the area today in the weather report was 33.3 and I'm like see there's Whoa. there's that sign again you don't have to deal with that i mean that you can say LA is hell and I know it is, but it's not 33 degrees kind of hell yet. You can't beat the climate no matter what. They'll find a way to, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll find a way to screw that up. I'm sure. But right now <laughs> it's still <laughs> right. And the, yeah. well, you see all the, the, the more heat, the more birth defects there'll be. So does that mean that's right? That colder climates, if there's somebody out there heart. that is knows of this research or has done this research of, are there less birth defects in the colder states? of the United States than there are yeah. in the warmer state. I'd be really curious when you're talking about a small bump in climate change, causing more birth defects that I want to know what the science says about that. I mean, logic, I, is it really so much to ask for logic and proof? It Don't is. question it, Darren, <laughs> just believe, just believe. <laughs> I'll try. I will try. We do work on the value for value model. You can learn all about it at planetrage.show. And again, Judy, thank you for being an executive producer. It's brave yes. to be an executive producer of this show because, you know, you never know what we're going to say. <laughs> you know, so you never know that that's coming in strong <laughs> or who we're going to piss off. <laughs> right. It's going to be somebody. There's no question. It's going to be somebody. I am enjoying the feud between uh, Elon Musk and Bernie Sanders, which has been going on on Twitter. Which, well, I haven't been hip to that. What's going on? Well, you know, Bernie, of course, is the ultimate socialist, doesn't think anybody should have money and money is bad. Except Bernie. Bernie's a multimillionaire (laughs) and multiple houses 
Yes. Don't look at that though. That's, that's not where Bernie wants you to look. And I'm really don't understand the people that go against Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos as well for the stuff they're doing with rockets and space and doing all that kind of stuff. Because I think we as a planet kind of understand there's only limited resources here. So maybe it's not a bad idea to be looking beyond the planet, but there's a lot of these folks like Bernie who think that the space exploration stuff and all the stuff they're doing with rockets waste such precious resources that people then are getting screwed because of it. And uh, Mm. there was a, a, a tweet from Bernie, which goes back to March 18th when this started, which said, we are in a moment in American history where two guys, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, own more wealth than the bottom 40% of people in this country. That level of greed and inequality is not only immoral, it is unsustainable. And I'm thinking a couple of things here. One, I knew the story of Jeff Bezos, which is he came from a pretty middle class family and has made billions of dollars. So that seems like the American dream. Elon Musk knew really nothing about him except the companies that he had been a part of was born in South Africa. Again, came from, it seems like a middle-class family. Didn't come from royalty, didn't come from billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So both of these guys have made their fortunes. They didn't just get it from somebody. They just weren't given it. Oh, yes, they did. (laughs) They worked. Just ask Bernie. Those guys stole it from. from That's what it comes down as, isn't it? It's like, no, they innovate. Of course it is. Of course. It's, you know, it's just, it's like I always say, you know, the uh, Bernie is the party of give me what you got. And that's really at the the heart of it. Or as Churchill said, it's the uh, socialism is the gospel of envy. And, um, and that's really all it is. I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, who gives a shit whether they want to shoot off rockets or, you know, try to go fishing on Mars. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's their money to blow as they see fit, but that's not the way a rat bag like Bernie thinks. Right. Right. Well, and these guys employ so many people that, you know, that never gets added into the equation. And I don't think either one of these guys are perfect. And I'm sure, you know, they both must be dicks because they have so much money. Probably. But, you know, I have a couple of family members that work for Amazon and they're not complaining. They're getting paid really well. Mm -hmm. They uh, my niece who uh, her father just died. They've been really great to her. You know, it's like taking all the time you need. Your job's here. Nice. We can work with you. It's like this isn't, you know, a slave driving company no. that's like, okay, you get your two days off for that and then be back at work. Uh, right. No, it doesn't see. I mean, I'm sure there are some jobs that are worse than others down that chain. Sure. And I'm sure they have huge expectations that the people that are delivering the packages actually, you know, deliver mm-hmm. the packages and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe the conditions aren't always great, but they're paying pretty well and they're providing a service that competition would allow other people to do similar things. My dad is still recovering from a little procedure that he had and wanted some bottled water because he hates regular water. I don't know why. But Mm -hmm. he likes this pineapple water that he could get it at the local grocery store, except, you know, again. Things have been out. 
Mm-hmm. So I ordered on Amazon. I just ordered them two cases of this stuff, like literally before we started the show here at right. noon central. And one was already out for delivery. The other one's like, hey, it'll be there by six o'clock. It's amazing how quick they're getting this stuff out. I mean, even with the supply chain problems, I guess if they have it, it Amazon's quick. It is amazing. Well, you know, what's interesting. I, I think maybe Adam covered this as well as how clowns like Bernie and Joey have adjusted their rhetoric um, over the past few years. They used to be Bernie's be all these millionaires and billionaires. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Same thing from Joey. And as we all know, Joey recently said all these billionaires and trillionaires, <laughs> of which there are none. Um, but because because they're all millionaires, Bernie's a millionaire. Joey's they think his net worth is somewhere eight to ten. That's now. I mean, if he you know if he's around a while longer, just have, wait a wait how wait how that multiplies once he's out of office. All these guys become sick rich. Um, you know, it's pretty pretty crazy. All that Hunter Biden art bringing money in. All that Hunter Biden art. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the really going after people for being successful using the same lies over and over again with all oh, the rich aren't paying their fair share it's like if you do your homework you can see that's not really the case somebody did a video no. years ago breaking down if we take all the you know millionaires in the country or billionaires mm-hmm. whatever both i don't know what the cutoff was but if we actually went and not only took you know more from their income but we just took everything that they had wouldn't pay off the debt. So I don't know where they think this magical number is coming from. It's coming from, uh, you know, the Marxists, you know, to put it even more simply, (laughs) this, I heard once somebody say that if you, if you took all the money in the world and put it in a fleet of airplanes and uh, flew around the planet and dropped it out, um, you know, equally uh, from the Bombay's, Within six months, all that money would be pretty much back in the same pockets in the same places. And I think that's true. You know, that probably would be true because it's just the way the world works. Yeah. So trying to go after people for being successful, we know why, because then it makes the people who aren't successful feel better. Sure. And they don't have to try. Mm -hmm. The American dream should be come here. You can make anything of yourself. But not anymore. No, because it's a racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. It's just such a bad place. But yet they're coming over the border in record numbers for some reason to this horrible place. Mm -hmm. Is it because they want to go from one crappy communist country to another? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. But I digress. And we are kind of out of time because these shows go way too fast. They do. Is this actually a full hour we do? I mean, I don't know. It seems like the hour goes faster, Larry. Time flies when you're raging. Yes, it does. Everybody should check out. Is there, there'll be that whole, uh, I know you had a big spectacular coming up on that Larry show. Well, I know you had to do homework and you were putting together something. (laughs) Did that ever, is that still on the, it's still, it's kind of like, it's one of those things I chip away and marginal chip away at and during marginal moments. Um, (laughs) But I, I will, I will get this done. I will, I will get the commie glossary done. It's the the part of the thing. It's so tough is there's so many words. How do you, how do you, I hate this word, but how do you curate the goddamn thing? And it's like, (laughs) Oh geez, but I'll get it done. Yeah, and there's so yeah, many commies too. So so many, com- so many commies. So oh, 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 oh. 
How about you? I see you got a new uh, unrelenting out, and uh, I, I, yeah, I noticed there was no off. there was no random thoughts last week, or did that come very late? No, that was and, the the day of the the wake. So I was just right, like, you know, right, we can okay. we can take a Skip week off, week. but I will be back right. with something on Wednesday. I'm sure uh, I'll probably be pissed okay. off because that's what Planet Rage it sets the week off <laughs> in a good way, and then you know, yeah. everybody gets their larry and darren fix on monday and then around wednesday we get the second part so it all works that's out that's right second second salvo so everybody <laughs> should check out after you listen to this and subscribe and support that larry show.com and random thoughts r-a-n-d-u-m-b thoughts.com that'll tide you over until we are back next week on monday same rage time same rage channel thanks larry thank you darren The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world, don't shit.